Okay, hi, I'm Elliot Fishman. How's everybody doing? Um, it's uh, September 7th, Labor Day week. Kind of feels like a funny Thursday. I was supposed to go to the Eagles concert tonight with my daughter. We, The first concert I took her to, we looked it up, it was March 1995. Uh, Landover Center outside of Washington. It was when the uh, Eagles Hell Freezes Over tour, when they got reunited after 15 years after that Hall of Fame get-together and so you fast forward uh, 28 years later you fast forward it's my daughter on the phone 28 years later so I was gonna go up tonight but I have to work tomorrow so I was gonna come back tonight which is not great because the first time in history the Eagles have an opening act the concert 730 Normally the Eagles come on, it's the only group that always came on on time, so at 7.30 they would come on. By 10 o'clock you'd finish the concert. They never take a break typically. And then I had a 10.40 train, so I would, I'm, it's in Madison Square Garden, and I was gonna take the train up in the afternoon and take the train back. Now they called me up that my train is not happening, so there's a 10 o'clock train, but a 10 o'clock train means I'd have to leave the concert like 9.30ish. But they also have Steely Dan opening, so the Eagles won't come on to 8.30, quarter to nine, so it's a long way to go for an hour. So it's, but it's their final tour, but I do know their final tour is only scheduled through November. It's not in Washington. They're gonna be back, so they'll have their, it's not gonna be the final, 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 final chance I have of seeing the Eagles, who I've seen 10 times. Uh, my experience with the Eagles, Next to last song, second encore, Don Henley sings Desperado. Uh, last song is um, Keep It Easy or something like that. So uh, anyway, um, so my daughter and Ron are going tonight, so they should have a great time at Madison Square Garden, the home of uh, whatever. Okay, um, AI. You cannot pass a day without reading about AI, whether it's on the TV, the radio, the magazines, Time, uh, Fortune, your local newspaper, USA Today, New England Journal of Medicine, Radiology, AJR, you name it, it's everywhere. No one is arguing over will it succeed, will it happen? It's only the question of how fast, how soon article in today in the radiology talking about how with mammography the uh, AI is better than the radiologist which we know at a minimum the best thing to do is have AI as a second reader but it's going to get to a point where it's going to be the first reader and surely it's going to read screening it's going to be very much uh, like that's the way it should be because it's more accurate more reproducible all of those wonderful wonderful things It'll be like pap smears. Every once in a while, the computer will be uncertain, and then the radiologist will look. So um, it's happening everywhere. We're working hard with Microsoft on early detection for tumors, looking at cystic lesions, finishing the paper, Juan Ferez, Emory Lennon, Linda Chu, get this paper finished, which is momentarily, um, talking about how we can predict cystic lesions, whether they are or not malignant, so whether or not you need to operate with a very high predictive accuracy, which is incredible. Article published in Gastroenterology this week talking about AI with radiomics for early detection of pancreatic cancer on pre-diagnostic CT scans.
changes the whole ball game. You could pick up pancreatic cancer perhaps two to three years before it actually presents clinically. That's a game changer. That will change everything. We talk about AI for quantifying coronary disease. We talk about AI for being able to uh, measure, look at interval changes, the spectrum, helping you dictate faster, ChatGPT, helping you understand, read the charts. So much of the work of ChatGPT and, and uh, generative AI will be that it'll look at vast amounts of information and then give you what's important. Again, making us more efficient, more accurate, that's where you need to be. Now, I've said some of that before, and I could go on and on for a couple hours, but I, what I need to um, really ask you is what are you guys doing? You know, are you doing any AI? Are you buying programs in your practice? Now, I know the challenge with AI is do you get reimbursed at this point most of it is not but a lot of groups are buying things uh, that helps them be more efficient pulmonary embolism everything I've heard it's incredible it makes you more certain it makes you more accurate it makes you more comfortable yes you're not reimbursed but you don't twiddle over those cases where is there a P is there not you just as Charlie White said to me if it says negative and I think it's negative it's negative okay are you buying it is your group doing it or are you sitting by the sidelines saying, well, it's not reimbursed, I don't know, who knows, da 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 That's really the question. I think you need to get started. I'm not saying any of us are sitting on a ton of money, but there are a lot of, of these programs which are cost-effective. PE is a good one. Some of the work with breast imaging is a good one. Some of the work uh, with musculoskeletal trauma are good ones. Osteoporosis. The trick is you need to get started now. Get a feel of how it's working, and then you'll get a feel of how it will work longer, longer term. That getting involved now becomes one of the most important things. Um, I think that if you wait and wait and wait, it's gonna be a problem. Now the good news, I think, which is impressive to me, you know, in the old days, academics would do things and then years later, private practice would do it. But because private practice is in great part, large groups that are somewhat aggressive, and I mean that in a good way, but forward thinking, and I mean that in a good way, a lot of the private groups are the ones who are buying AI in their practices. They may not put it in every practice, but they're putting it somewhere. They're getting experience, they're getting learning, they're getting their IT people involved so they know what to do and will know how to do things. And so I chose AI today as a way of me telling you, you need to get started. You need to get in the waters, get your feet wet. I'm not saying go to the middle of the ocean. I'm saying go in beyond your toes in the water. Get started, get going. A lot of the companies, and I won't mention any names, have reasonably good deals, I'm told, where they'll either give it to you or charge you decreased amounts while you test it. Uh, and everyone I know who's tested a lot of these programs really falls in love with it. So I think it's something you need to do. So what I'd like you to do is get back to me. I know people can't write comments now, um, but 
when you listen to this, write me a note. Let me know what you're doing, what your group is doing, what your group is thinking, and perhaps we'll get back to you with some other ways that we think things are going to move forward, particularly things like ChatGPT. All of those things become very, very critical, and I'm very, very excited about them, radiomics and everything else. So with that, I thank you for your attention. Have a great day, everybody. Oh, and if you're in India, I'm speaking in India, in Mumbai on Sunday. Now, that sounds dramatic, like i got to travel, but I'm speaking remotely. Linda Chu and I are speaking Sunday morning in Mumbai. Uh, AI Buzz 2023. No, it's CT Buzz 2023. So we look forward to being there, at least remotely, and meeting a lot of people. I'll be giving three talks, and then three talks, and then a quiz. So it'll be a lot of fun. So uh, to all our friends in India, hello in advance. And with that, I wish everybody a great day.